On December 30th, 2019, the World Health Organization discovers a novel virus in the city of Wuhan, China, after a cluster of patients showed signs of pneumonia-like symptoms. We are now in the infancy of a pandemic that has affected over 150 countries. We stand in the midst of political divide and perhaps one of the most defining presidential elections of our era. Where do you stand, divided or alone together? Welcome to the Podemic STL podcast right here in St. Louis. And what we're doing is recovering all the stuff on COVID-19. With me is my host, Nathan Ernst. Talk to me, Nathan. What are you, what are you, what are you thinking? What are you uh, thinking right now? Well, uh, this, uh, this came out of nowhere, and uh, I'm kind of excited and kind of uh, looking forward to having something to do while we are quarantined and, and social distancing for the time being. Okay, we have a special guest tonight too, as well. Her name is Liblaw. That's right. We do not. We want to be a bipartisan podcast, um, and so we have our resident liberal, who we call Liblaw. Hi, Liblaw. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Keeping me in check. Thank you for having me. I come here with facts and empathy. Awesome. I love that. Also, you came up with the name of the show. I did. Yeah. We appreciate Liberals that. can have some good ideas. One hundred percent, and we and they do, and and Democrats do have some great ideas, and they're they're getting behind the president in some respect. I would never call myself a Democrat. Okay, I would never call myself a Republican. I got nothing. I got nothing to add to that. That's pretty good. Nathan doesn't like doesn't like any labels. Labels are t- pretty terrible because we flip flop a lot on issues, yeah. and sometimes things come through that we used to be strong for, and now we're not. I think you need to keep it elastic, right? That's the like the hairbands we all use. So the thing that I want people to understand too is as they listen to these shows during the quarantine segment of our lives, um, to understand that we are practicing social distance in doing this podcast by sitting three feet away from each other. We are. And the only reason that this podcast is happening is because we share a home together. In Fox Park. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's nice. It's a uh, it's a very convenient way for us to do something while staying away and kind of staying isolated, I guess, in a sense. Frankie is our downstairs neighbor, so we don't have to share any any germs. We have lots of space. We're already sharing the germs, essentially. So we're in the same building. Yes, I'm going to thoroughly wipe all these mics with Clorox. You didn't do that before we got here? Nope. Thanks, Frankie. <laughs> That's appreciated. It's, it's immunity build up. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, so there um, were no droplets spread, guys. No droplets. Stay tuned. We want to keep this podcast light, but we also want to be pretty serious. And what we're going to start with, guys, is the actual timeline. There has been a bunch of stuff on Facebook and the social distance media that is telling us wrong information, misguided information, and farcicals are everywhere on the internet. So we decided to start with the actual timeline that me and Nathan will go through. And this next segment we call The Timeline. December 30th, 2019, the World Health Organization discovers a virus in Wuhan, China, after a cluster of patients showing pneumonia-like symptoms. January 7th, 2020, new coronavirus SARS-CoV-2 was isolated. On January 31st, 2020, Trump declares public health emergency. Americans abroad subject to mandatory quarantine on military bases. 
February 2nd, 2020. Uh, travel ban to non-U.S. citizens. They are barred from entering the U.S. On February 27, 2020, Trump sets up coronavirus task force headed by VP Mike Pence. February 29th, 2020, travel ban extended to include Iran, Italy, and South Korea. The FDA cuts regulations to speed coronavirus testing. On March 2nd, 2020, Trump meets with drug industry representatives, and all non-U.S. citizens are barred from entering the U.S. March 3rd, 2020, anyone can be tested for the novel coronavirus. The CDC has lifted the restrictions. On March 6, 2020, Trump signed an $8.3 billion emergency spend package into law. March 10th, 2020, Trump meets with insurance reps to waive co-pays for those experiencing coronavirus-like symptoms. On March 11th, 2020, Trump meets with banking and business representatives to assist with businesses, small businesses, and employees that are directly affected. The extended travel ban to Europe now includes China, Iran, South Korea, Japan, Austria, Belgium, Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, France, Germany, and Greece. As of March 13th, 2020, the cases now stand at China with 90,000, Italy with 12,500, Iran with 10,000, South Korea with 7,800, France with 2,300, Spain with 2,300, Germany with 2,000, US with 1,700, Norway with 700, and Switzerland with 650. On March 14, 2020, all global confirmed cases were 156,000 and deaths were totaling in 5,819. Trump tested clear for COVID-19. This was due to the Brazilian travel. March 15, 2020, the death toll reaches 61 in the U.S. Cities and states begin to close bars, restaurants, and other venues. The CDC suggests banning gatherings over 50 people. The White House in a press conference does not rule out the possibility of domestic travel restrictions. On March 16, 2020, the World Health Organization cumulative cases, 169,000 total cases, deaths 6,513, new cases 10,982, deaths 343. The vast majority of new cases are outside of China for the first time. U.S. cases 3,813 and deaths totaling 69. The largest outbreaks are New York, Washington, California, Florida. Curfews, as of Hoboken, New Jersey, has a 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew. Puerto Rico executive order requiring two-week closure for most businesses. Overnight curfews starting at 9 p.m. through March 30th. As where we stand right now, uh, emergency and first responders, including ER doctors. There are two ER doctors, one in Washington and one in New York City, who are in critical condition and suffering from symptoms of COVID-19. That is where the coronavirus stands as of right now on March 17, 2020. Currently, locally in Missouri, there has been some closures and some changes that we want to review for our local audience listening, and they are as follows. Most of this is specific to St. Louis. Uh, officials said the Cinco de Mayo Festival on Cherokee Street will not take place on Saturday, May 2nd. The St. Louis Symphony Orchestra has postponed or canceled all performances through April 12th. Cardinals Nation at Ballpark Village has closed its museum and authentic shop along with its restaurant. Performances and tours at the Fabulous Fox have been postponed through April 30th. 
All Boys and Girls Club of Greater St. Louis locations will be closed to youth and staff until further notice. Officials with the St. Louis Aquarium at Union Station announced the aquarium will temporarily close until March 31st. The City of Clayton has canceled all parks and recreation programs through March 22nd. Their programs include the following activities, youth baseball, softball league practices, spring break camps, and Shaw Park field rentals. Six Flags St. Louis announced they will suspend operations until the end of March and then reevaluate the situation at month's end. Health Work Kids Museum will close to the public at 4.30 Saturday and remain closed through at least March 30th. The Moolah Shriner Circus at the Family Arena will plan to reschedule the circus for later this year. The XFL has canceled all its regular season games. All players will be paid in benefits for the rest of the 2020 season. The St. Louis ambush season is over. The Major Arena Soccer League announced Thursday that it is ending the season due to worries over COVID-19. The Shavitz Arena has announced it is canceling all events through April 30th. Arena management. The Fox Theater is canceling all events until March 31st. The NCAA announced it is canceling the men's and women's basketball tournament. The Science Center is also closed. The riverboats at the Gateway Arch are temporarily suspending operations. The St. Louis Zoo is shutting down due to COVID-19. St. Louis Circuit Court has canceled all jury trials until April 13th. The Art Museum in Forest Park is closed until further notice. The Missouri History Museum will be closed until May 9th. All branches of the St. Louis County, St. Charles City, and St. Charles County Libraries are closing. St. Louis County branches will be closed Tuesday until April 3rd. The St. Charles City and County branches will be closed until April 5th. Missouri Botanical Gardens, the Butterfly House, and Shaw Nature Reserve are also closed through April 3rd. The Archdiocese of St. Louis suspended all public masses Monday night, announcing they plan to keep the suspension until April 6th. The decisions to continue with baptisms, weddings, and funerals will be made at the parish level with the understanding that the celebration of these sacraments are to include only immediate family members. The Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis offers live, streamed, and televised options for Holy Mass. The Maryland Heights Community Center will be closed for at least two weeks. Farmington Civic Center, Public Library, and Oaks Senior Center will be closed. Gateway Arch temporarily suspending tram rides to the top beginning March 17th. Our brothers and sisters in Illinois, Illinois Gaming Board officials announced the state's 10 casinos will be suspending their gambling operations beginning March 16th for 14 days. The Illinois Department of Natural Resources, or IDNR, announced the closure of all state parks, fish, and wildlife areas, recreational areas, and historic sites as well as the cancellation of upcoming scheduled events. All court cases in Madison County for March 2020 will be continued. Additionally, anyone trying to get married will be limited to just the bride and groom. The city of Belleville has closed all government buildings to the public until March 30th. All public libraries will be remained. All public libraries will remain closed as well. All parks and recreation events are canceled through March 30th, and all events in city parks that draw more than 50 people are canceled until May 11th. Illinois announced it will close all driver's license facilities beginning Tuesday, and they will remain closed through March. Expiration dates for driver's license identification cards, vehicle registrations, and other transactions and document filings will be extended by 30 days through an emergency rule.
So those are the important updates that we know from a local standpoint in St. Louis, a little bit of Missouri, and in Illinois, our brothers right over the bridge, brothers and sisters right over the bridge. Now, a lot of things that we've seen online, too, is kind of interesting. The corona, uh, the coronavirus in and of itself. First and foremost, corona is an umbrella of viruses. It's actually a part of a larger group. So think of corona as an umbrella. Underneath that umbrella, there's SARS, MERS, and now COVID-19. The origin is China. It's a Chinese virus. The origin is found in snakes, bats, and pandolins. And in most cases, these viruses spread from animal to animal and stock animals and domestic. It was said to be a large animal reservoir in the city of Wuhan, China, where the first cases began to spread from animal to people and then people to people. Whether they were snacking on bats or within close proximity, they do not know. We do know that all major viruses and plagues have started because of close proximity to animals. So we have the symptoms. This is straight from the World Health Organization. Common signs of infection include respiratory symptoms, fever, cough, shortness of breath, and breathing difficulties. In, most, in more severe cases, infection can cause pneumonia, severe acute respiratory syndrome, kidney failure, and even death. Standard recommendation to prevent infection spread include regular hand washing, covering mouth and nose when coughing and sneezing, thoroughly cooking meat and eggs. Avoid close contact with anyone showing symptoms of respiratory illness, such as coughing and sneezing. So the virus as it stands is COVID-19. And I think, Nathan, you should explain exactly what COVID-19 stands for. So they, uh, COVID-19, it means Coronavirus Disease 2019. That's, that's, how they, uh, that's how they classify this specific strain, it looks like, as it is a novel virus that has jumped from animals to people. And this is the first we're seeing it in people, from what I can tell. So a lot of our information is coming from friends that I have within the CDC and the military. Uh, some of the stuff that I've gotten from the opinion column of the CDC is to take this seriously. And there's a lot of people online that are confusing a little bit of humor, which is great. We'll have it on our show eventually. Right now, this is kind of a serious introduction of what we're trying to do with um, Podemic STL. We're trying to get people informed as much as we can. And as we know, you'll know. And sometimes the news isn't available to everyone because they don't have TV. They don't have cable. So we decided to do a podcast and put it on every channel we know possible. And you guys can listen through it. You can skip through some stuff as well. The other thing that I, I do want to mention, too, is that when we look at this virus from the outset, where the CDC has told me directly and my friends at the CDC who, who worked in pathogens for the last 15 years, they mostly work in malaria. But what they know about this virus is the things that they're concerned about is reinfection. We've seen two cases where people have had corona, defeated it, and then got reinfected. So the immunities in the body is something that they're keeping a close eye on. The other thing that they are worried about is the fact that it is novel. This is new. This is something that is not like any other flu, Nathan. This is something that we don't have immunities built up for. So sometimes a lot of people go around their daily life without any kind of flu shot. They don't get it. And in most cases, they never get the flu. And that could be just because they have built immunities. When it comes to something like COVID-19 and why you should take it seriously is that you have no built immunities. Not only that, we don't have any vaccines yet. Uh, that's one of the reasons this is spreading the way it is, is because we don't have anything to currently combat this. If you are older, you have underlying health problems, that kind of thing. For most people to get this, it is a simple 
not simple, but it's basically uh, they get flu-like symptoms and they have to treat it like the flu. And most people that get this at this point are uh, recovering. The the numbers for recovery are over 80,000, I believe, at this point. Um, and the deaths are not, I don't think they're at 8,000 yet. So, so yes, most people are recovering from this. And those numbers could not even be the true numbers of recovery because not everyone is getting tested for this. And as we know, since the numbers are so high for recovery, that means that people that didn't get tested did have it and recovered are not actually counting toward this statistic. And therefore, the number of recovery could be higher. Uh, but that doesn't really mean we can just ignore it or treat it like it's nothing because, as you said, we have no built-in immunities. Uh, the vaccine is only, I believe, just now as of today or yesterday being tested finally uh, because they did lift the restrictions on that. So we are kind of in the beginning stages of this. And the the models that, that are out there, they're they're based on the information we have now. So so that is going to change in the future based on what we what we change, what we do differently and what we do to prepare for this and to combat it, essentially. We actually are having a diagram that's pulled up from uh, John Hopkins University where they are tracking everything around the world right now. As it stands on March 17, 2020, there's a total of 198,006 cases. Total deaths are 7,948 and total recovered are 81,950. And that's global. So China is number one, followed by Italy, Iran, Spain, Germany, South Korea, France, and the U.S. The reason why we're pointing this out is because we're seeing a lot of farcical Facebook posts from the social distance media that is saying that U.S. is in the fourth position with the most cases. That is an untrue statement, and this is based on John Hopkins University. As of right now, U.S. is in eighth place with 6,362 confirmed cases. To Nathan's point, somebody could have already had this and got cured from it already by its own accord, measuring with aspirin to reduce fever and basically staying in bed and taking fluids like you would normally treat a flu. Until COVID-19 became an official pandemic, now we have testing. And it's really because of what the presidential administration right now is doing. They're enforcing a lot of incredible laws they're waving they even waved hipaa today which is h-i-p-p-a which means that people can dive into personal information to get more information about it we've waved uh different health doctors and medical professionals to go cross country and cross state to work without getting any further exams or waiting for the fda or the cdc to acknowledge these people so i think right now from a whole i think in my opinion i think he's doing an amazing job but i will say at the very early onset of this, I thought he was a complete moron and he wasn't taking it right. He said some very curt and stupid things. This is one of the things about this president that continues to hurt him is his mouth. And I think that he wasn't taking it seriously. I don't know where, Nathan, you stand on that, but that's kind of where I was. Yeah, he uh, he tended to kind of – he was playing it off because we did have – to his credit, we didn't, didn't have that many cases yet. But to pretend it wasn't really an, a big issue – to, to kind of um, to act like we had it under control in the early stages where this was still spreading and we didn't really have any information about it. We didn't know how it affected people. We didn't know the um, if you were able to get reinfected at that point was, was, was not a great way to handle it. Uh, but yeah, I think at this point he's been improving. Uh, from what I understand, the, the uh, task force that he set up with Pence, that's been doing really well. I think even the governor of California uh, was... was was happy with that. He came out and had a statement about how, how 
pleased he was with the way Pence was handling things, which, which says a lot. Um, but I think that one of the big things they did was they rolled back regulations, and that helped the, to move a vaccine through. That helped to get a lot of these a lot of these things that were being held back by standard regulations and now pushing through and allowing us to treat this as the pandemic that it is in the U.S. and to to get more. I guess get more behind it, get more people behind it, get more people on board, get more money on board that, that actually does improve the way that we're testing, the way that we're vaccinating in the future, hopefully, and the the, the information that's getting out there to people finally. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, when you look at online, uh, the thing that, you know, I, I love both both friends on both sides of the aisle, right? I, I, I don't really clarify like what my stance is because in some issues I'm very liberal and some issues I'm very conservative. When it comes to just posting pedantic rage reposts and not doing your own research and not doing your own homework, you look small and you don't look educated. And you should really fact check the stuff that you're saying. A lot of that stuff we're going to cover right now in a segment we call Bad Snacks. This is where we hop around social distance media and find posts that are actual farcicals. And I'm sorry, some of these are from our friends on Facebook, our liberal friends mostly, um, touting really ridiculous comments. We'll start with Trump. Trump used in a tweet recently the term Chinese virus, and he was vilified for it, Nathan. Yeah, I um, I don't understand this. I, I People seem to, to just want to get mad at stuff. At this point, because it's pretty common knowledge where this originated, we've, I think you pointed out, we've used regional uh, uh, terms or words for a lot of different things in the past, and no one seems to really mind those things. What were a couple of those you mentioned earlier? Spanish flu, the Mexican flu, and then MERS, which is a coronavirus, which stands for Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. Pretty uh, pretty specific to, to regions. I haven't really heard many people call those racist or... Or, or politically incorrect. That's that, that. These are the these are the origin points of these things. We're not blaming an entire country, an entire region for these things. This is this is terminology, from what I understand. I mean, I don't. It's been used through all of history. We use these words. Well, it's also just like you know, it's a basic, it's basic common sense. If 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 you say, "Oh man, I'm really sick," well, where were you? The first question the CDC is asking you: Did you travel? And then if you say you were in China, guess what? They know what you might have right now, right? So this is just a regional thing. I don't think it stigmatizes. Now, the CDC, we'll have Lauren weigh in on this, but the CDC comes out and like says, don't, don't um, stigmatize the Chinese people. Here's my problem with that. We were doing that on CNN with Don Lemon. Don Lemon referred to the virus as the Wuhan virus. He later redacted that and retracted his statement. Um, CNN also called it a Chinese virus as well, later retracting that comment as well. So the liberal media was doing the same thing, but the minute the president does it, we call them out on it. And they forget that if you go through anybody on the liberal media side and go through their tweets, if they haven't deleted them, which they probably have, they were doing the same exact thing. So it's if you're, if you're going to be fair for one, be fair for all. Double standards are terrible things because we constantly poke and prod a president that and and for all right there has been some very moronic and into some level of xenophobic things he said but four years ago 
I think there has been this level, but it just seems like people are waiting on the bench for him to say something so they can just jump down his throat. And, and for me, it's just it's priorities. Like, how, how how is this the priority at this point? Why do we need to focus on which words are we should and shouldn't say in this situation? If it's not outright defaming somebody, if it's not outright calling for a tax, if, if it's not inciting these things, we got we got bigger problems. Like we got bigger picture stuff to look at here. With this is this is kind of kind of back burner stuff in my opinion. We don't really need to focus on it. We need. To, I'm not saying that we should we should obviously we shouldn't vilify these people. We shouldn't we shouldn't take these things to an extreme. But the situations they're talking about, it's just referring to the virus, referring to the origin point. That's really not that bad. I that's that's something we would just we're, we're talking about something right now that we have to talk about we have to get this information out there i understand that some of these people find this sensitive but again bigger picture that's not really a priority at this point yeah when, when don lemon says it's racist and he said it weeks prior it just shows you the the gang up on on a president that really is you know not the best with words i mean even you know some of the best professionals in the field have said that this could be the best president that the world has ever seen, but he's never going to get that credit based on, you know, some sour, you know, sour grapes, in my opinion. Uh, the thing I want to move to next is another farce that people just keep posting and reposting. And the, the fact is this. Is Corona beer being affected by the virus? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, factcheck.org, I believe, looked it up. It's not, it's not hurting their sales. I believe that was an early joke. Um, and obviously it's an ongoing joke. It's a, it's a good joke, but from what we could tell, it's not affecting their prices or not affecting their sales at all, not affecting their bottom line. Um, people are a little smarter than that. I, I don't think anyone is at this point mistaking the coronavirus for something that originated from a Mexican beer. Correct. And Corona has, if you guys don't know, we are in St. Louis, if you're listening from somewhere else. And Corona is an actual Anheuser-Busch product uh, of Nobev, and of, of InBev, <laughs> Nobev, InBev. And so Corona has made official statement that it doesn't want to be associated with a pandemic. But at the same time, the sales have not depleted at all. Moving to the next thing where we have seen a drop in Chinese restaurants being affected by coronavirus. Yeah, people seem to think um, that the origin of the virus being from a certain region of the world is going to relate to your local Chinese food restaurant. And that's just really silly. That's the, the even the, the life of the virus as if it, if, if it could come from China and then be shipped here and sold you, it would be so long dead. That doesn't make any sense. There's no, there's no reason to not frequent your favorite Chinese joint. Any, anything local and any small business at this point that you can that's not closed, that you can carry out a delivery from, do that. That's not, that's silly. Anybody, it, it, this, this, I was not convinced that this was really happening, but seeing a few sources that people are actually apparently avoiding these places. Today.com published an article saying that since January 31st, Chinese restaurants have fallen off by 20% in sales. And these are some of our best small restaurants here in St. Louis because they are all takeout. Absolutely, yeah. They're, they're takeout restaurants. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give some shout-outs to Lefties on Jefferson and some of the best Chinese food. And that's black-owned and operated. It's the first black-owned and operated Asian food cuisine west of the Mason-Dixie line. So there are things here that, that are happening in St. Louis, and we can't. I mean, even um, Chop Suey here on Jefferson, too, is amazing. And China King, um, all those like three China Kings, they're all great food. Please support 
our Chinese restaurateurs in our area. They're not giving anybody coronavirus. Yeah, that doesn't make this sense. Is, this is absurd that this is happening. Uh, please be more logical. Please fact check. Uh, stop. Just stop. How about that? Just stop Slow with your bat down. snacks. Were people eating bats, Nathan? Yeah, that seems to... I don't know if that's the cause of this, if that's the origin, but... Uh, that was one of the theories, is that people were, were dining on the bats. And uh, from, I think they call them wet markets. I don't know if this if it's the same place or not, but I've heard that. I've heard the wet market is the source of it. Um, I believe we've, for the past few years, people have been saying that this specific coronavirus virus is very likely to jump from animals to people due to the fact that they have, in, in, in that region in China, so many exotic animals that are in one place so many people, so many tourists, just heavy, heavy human traffic in an area where there are a lot of diseased animals. And that seems to be, from what I can tell, what the, what the origin of this was. Yeah, it is a, it is a SARS-based. Um, COVID is, is SARS-based. And so uh, SARS stands for um, severe... Severe acute respiratory, I believe yes, it is. Syndrome, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so SARS wiped out a lot of people, over 8,000 people in China, really didn't see the effects of of SARS in America. Uh, it, it never really hit our... Yeah, the scare was here, but I don't think it really hit. Yeah. And, you know, when we look at it from the COVID-19, what makes it, once again, scary is that if you read old articles from, like, 2018, this is where we start seeing COVID-19 pop yeah, up. People mentioned the coronavirus, yeah. Yeah. Back all the way back then. They start mentioning the coronavirus. They start saying, well, right now it's really reptiles. And so the reptiles that are involved in this bad boy um, is the the Padalin, which is a really, really cool dinosaur-looking creature. Yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, snakes and specifically the horseshoe bat where COVID-19, that is the bat. That's the bat they've had a lot of problems with. This little guy has started SARS. Um, he's a cute little guy. He's on our... If you want to follow our tweets, we're trying to be a little humoristic toward the whole thing. And that's uh, Bat Snacks with an X. So at Bat Snacks, if you want to hit us on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at PoddemicSTL. So go ahead and follow us there. And if you have anything, we're leaving it open to everyone. If you have liberal comments, if you have conservative comments, feel free to debate. Please be professional. Please be nice to each other. There's no reason to ever get personal with something. Listen to what somebody is saying. Either correct them. But like me and Nathan always said, you're not going to cure the world on Facebook. You're not going to ever change anybody's opinion. Yeah, I don't think that's the uh, the place for that. I mean, you can conversations are always good. I'm always up for a conversation and debate. But if you're on there with the with the sole purpose of changing someone's opinion, of of moving them to your side of something. And you think you're going to do that in a couple of comments while you're at work or in the can, that's probably not going to happen. It's just not uh, not the way that works. So conversation is good. Uh, talking is good, especially now that we have to be socially distant, isolated, and self-quarantined. Um, but that's also where you can get a lot of misinformation, get a lot of stupid tweets, a lot of stupid reposts with no fact-checking of any kind. And a lot of stuff that people just say because it makes them feel good. It makes them seem like they're a better person. It makes them happy or it makes people around them happy. Sure is. What do you guys want to talk and about? now an episode of Bat Snacks segment. My favorite segment on our show is called Bat Snacks. Why? Because there might be some things to that. People do snack on the bat. If it was the horseshoe bat, we don't know. But we've brought in liberal Lauren, who we call 
Lib law. And the one thing that I want to really stress right now about this is that we did cover Chinese virus. Mm-hmm. Now, earlier, Trump tweeted that it was a Chinese virus. And what happened is people got triggered, Nathan. They got triggered. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Chinese virus. Everybody's He's triggered. stigmatizing. Everybody's triggered. He's in stigmatizing and entitled people. And listen, here, here's the thing with stigmatizing. The CDC, we talked about this a little bit. CDC came out and said, don't stigmatize people. Then change MERS. Change Spanish flu, change Mexican flu, change Italian flu, Kung flu. What was Italian flu? Now, Kung flu. What was Italian flu? Kung flu is is brilliant. Italian flu is when people put Provel cheese on something. It gives the food flu. Well, the... It, 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 it does not because it is no, so processed. It is terrible. It will not. You're not from here, Frankie. So it will not. It will, it's just it won't give your you teeth so good. It's yeah. It's but really it is good. so processed. It will not make you sick. It, that's probably true. But it will give <laughs> right. you like uh, um, a condition called plastic kidneys in the future. Well, we're talking different things, though. Lib Law, I need you to go over it with me. Do you believe? Listen, first and foremost, there were plenty of liberal media people that said Wuhan virus, that said China virus, and then later said, no, it's racist, and they redacted all their comments and deleted all their tweets like they like to do, because that's basically what they do. They don't forgive, they don't say anything, they just forget and erase. But well, and they also have a lot of time on their hands to spend all of the time deleting So what do you think? Is, is Chinese virus racist? Does it stigmatize people? It is not racist inherently. However, I don't think that there's anything wrong with the CDC saying that maybe we shouldn't call it that because there are effects, right? It's not their, I mean, it's just, they have so much more going on. I don't understand how that is their current priority or their place to police the way that we refer to a thing. Well, here's my question. When, when did they say that we should not call it this? It's actually on their website. But, but when, when was that posted? When Trump did it. So we know that for certain. Yes, because it's it's a recent thing that the CDC posted. But when Don Lemon did it, CNN, oh, it was fine. And then he later said, that's racist. I don't. March 10th. CDC director reject the director of the CDC, because mm-hmm. he has nothing else going on. This is the most important thing going on right now, <laughs> is to reject the label Chinese virus after Trump uses the term. So that was March 10th. So Well, you just said it was today. No, 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 it was on the website today. Yes, oh, this okay. was this was this was in the last eight days, seven days. So in the last week, this was, this was far after the cases started hitting. We started seeing shutdowns, but he decided that one of the more important things for the again the director of the CDC to do was to come out and make sure that we don't use words that could make some people feel bad about something when we have so much more to focus on with this. I'm not saying that this isn't something that 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 should be um, thought poorly about. However, I also there is Frankie a difference between Don on CNN calling something something or Tucker Carlson calling something something versus the President of the United States. Different how like because he's the the you know the influence that. That a leader can have. Okay, so 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 are you saying that because you're just an anchor on a news network, it's okay I, to say something and reject it versus if a president says it, he should have been more president. No, 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 absolutely not, absolutely not. I think that uh, an anchor can say something, and 
and be and they should be criticized for that. I also think it's very silly if it's true that they went back and deleted them. They did. They redacted all all their commentary and, as they usually do. And I and I tr- and I trust you that that's true. Um, it's just even even then, I just don't care. Like it just doesn't. It doesn't matter right now. It doesn't. If some if somebody if people are being actively if they're being if anything is well, happening against have we, have specific we discussed people due to their origin and their 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 nationality ethnicity, obviously that's stupid have we and wrong. Discussed, though, but calling it that does not equate to that. Have we discussed the impact on on Chinese yeah, we, Russia? Yes, we did so, go over. So we've covered that. We went over. Yes, we went over the fact that, and that's silly. It's very stupid. Like to 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 not to not frequent a Chinese restaurant because you are afraid of the Chinese virus. I'll call it that. The China virus. That's still stupid because. That's that's a that's a place of origin. That's that's a location where this where this. But is you understand that a lot of humans are stupid, and it's and it's scary, <laughs> and it's sad, and it's disappointing. But but the the sooner that you realize that, the better. True. No, I because I understand people, that. I'm not that smart. Including apparently the director. You're not that smart. Team. You aren't that smart. And I think okay. both of you are are very very smart humans. How is it a focus, though? How because, is it a Because understand, when you realize that most people are not operating in the same intelligence level, not even in, in the same intelligence so level. Do you think, I say something stupid so just, as I'm claiming that I'm more intelligent than people. I'm not. The same, I sure. think I'm pretty fucking stupid. But do you, so do you are think that, that... Well, now we are. Now we're, yeah, now, now we're cursing, apparently. <laughs> I think that I'm pretty so if we're, if we're, stupid. So if we're, <coughs> and when I realize with, that a lot of people are dumber than me, that's it's fine. Let's go, let's go with that. Do you think that the director of the CDC was what they were waiting for? Like, oh, well, now I guess I'll stop saying that. Because the stupidest people in, on, in America right now are just waiting for the CDC director to come out and, and, and follow no, up. No, but I think, I, think, I think that when, you're, when you are a leader and when you are someone who is sharing information that people are listening to... But you just said they're stupid. They're probably not listening to this. So he's kind of just preaching to people that already think that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, it matter. Does. It's kind of just. Do you, no, okay, it all right. Let's, okay, we'll time box this. I think that you guys both have strong opinions on it. Um, my thing is, is that I don't think when you say racist or racially charged, it's a lot like when Justin Trudeau uh, blackfaced. Yeah. Right. Justin Trudeau never met any harm. No, or he intent. didn't. And, so and it was yeah. so. As lib law, I right. was like, it was so. It, it's always so silly. But is it the same? Do you think that Trump was instigating and stigmatizing the Chinese people? We know that Trump does not like China, and we know for that he very is, specific reasons. Yes, yes, for tariffs and 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 you know we can get into conspiracy theories. Yeah. I think people will love that. But if the question is, do I think Trump was being racist? I don't know. If the question is, do I think that it's silly? For the CDC to make a statement, not because of what Trump said, but for the way that people will react and have been reacting to Chinese people, I don't think that's silly. So you're saying that Trump is racist when he said it? I said I don't know if he's racist. (laughs) You kind of said that he's racist. (laughs) No, I didn't. I said I don't know. Okay. All right, we're going to move on. We're gonna I don't know if Trump is we're racist. We're going to move on from Bat Snacks. This was Bat okay. Snacks. Now we're going to move to a, a great segment that I love to call Terrible Tweets. Mm-hmm. Or not so terrible. It depends on, you know, with our standing liberal with us. Thanks. This part is also subjective. It is. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
Terrible tweets. Andy Crouch, or at H, at A-H-C, tweeted recently, honestly, hadn't planned on giving up this much for Lent. In my opinion, we are bashing a religion, and we are poking fun at people suffering from the virus. And this is okay, because once again, the person's liberal. Now, do you think if Trump posted or tweeted something like this, would he be vilified? Yeah, I mean, I'd laugh, but yeah, he'd be vilified because. But it's just not even that good of a joke. That's that's to me that's the most it's, offensive part. It's not even like it's not even that good yeah. of a joke, and and it's it's a weird joke to make to to apparently. I don't know if he's bashing religion, but to to make light of what for so many people is a very very important time of year. Mm-hmm for for them and personally spiritually and uh to just kind of make light of that and also make light of the fact that people I mean, people are literally dying from the wuhan china virus that it's it's just not a it's not a great joke in general and it's just not that funny yeah i mean the best lent joke ever tweeted was for this lent season some people should just give up <laughs> <laughs> no that's funny um, well, we I've also I've, I've also been social distancing my entire life. Me too. And, I love and, and social now people think it's a good idea. If I don't have obligations, I'm wearing the same clothes for ten days, and now people think it's a good idea. Those are some great tweets, though, like social distancing. I live my life socially distanced, right? Yeah. Like I've been single for seven years, and yeah, I'm I'm dating like four different people right now, but I really am very happy being independent with my own if i do get in a relationship and it gets serious i'm keeping my place i don't think i'll ever live mm. with somebody again i love that you guys do and this, i support that he's the only person i've ever wanted to live with and this is why i've won the lottery he's because a huggable guy we the most huggable and he's my wearing and your my, jacket right now i, look really I know it's, it's, a, it's i identify as houndstooth <laughs> um all right, so we're going to move on I to I identify the- as aggressive, and what I will say is that tweet is stupid. Okay, it's just sure. dumb. It was a bad joke. Yeah. Get it off. Was, like, and that's, a, and that's the thing, is I have like the deepest, darkest gallows humor, and you can make lots of jokes. If it's not witty, it's insulting. Yeah, that's fair. I, I agree 100%. We're going to move to the next tweet here. Be um, smarter with your jokes. It, I I agree. Here is a bigger, I think, sticking point and also a hot topic here. Erica Nicole Kendall, or at BGG2WL, whatever the bullshit that is. Underscore 1988 at AOL.com. She like Hot Wheels or something? Biggie Two Wheels. At some point, we have to talk about the fact in what is consistently touted as a thriving economy. The key concern with closing schools because of COVID-19 is children who rely on school food won't get to eat. If the economy is so great, why are the babies eating? Why aren't the babies eating? Yeah. Yeah, so so why aren't the babies eating? Her concern was that children, if, if, if people are being forced to keep their children home, um, if schools econ- are closed, yeah. Yes. If it's the economy's fault that the the issue is that the children aren't getting lunch, and that 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 is her concern, from what I understand. Yes, yeah. in this tweet, yeah, that's which is a good concern. See, I valid I, concern. Children need to eat. Obviously, that's a that's an important thing. To blame it on the economy is 
See, I hear, I hear it a different way. Go ahead. As people, the economy is good. People are doing well, so there aren't concerns. What she's saying, these things are false. The economy is not good. If the economy is doing well, it isn't affecting all people. Because the fact that we have children who are worried about where their meal is coming from, schools are shut down. Also, on top of that, their education... But where the yes. meals are coming Focuses from, the economy is not doing that well. So I think that that's a comment on that. Not that the, it's anyone's obligation necessarily, but... So does the economy... At one point, the economy hit 30,000, right? Dow Jones was incredibly at 30,000 points. At that point, when do we say that, okay, we're at 30,000 points, that means that all kids should eat? Like this is apples and oranges. It doesn't, for me, it doesn't make any sense because an economy is thriving is because people are paying into the system. They're paying into stocks and values and commodities. This has nothing to do with your child and why it's not eating. When do we start putting responsibility on the parent? Now, I know that there are tough situations. I, I get all that. But when do we start putting responsibility in the hands of the adults. We, we do this with teachers. Teachers are having to raise children. Schools are having to feed children. I am a teacher. I'm aware. <laughs> and I get that. And, and so a lot of them are close friends. But like, when do we start putting responsibility on parents? I don't disagree with that. And, I, and I'm not, as lib law, I'm not a handout person. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be responsibility. But I'm saying that it's complicated. And, and I think that her... I don't know who this human is. Um, it's a Kendall, so I'm thinking it's one of those reality TV show idiots. And if not, she just, she just sounds like she is an idiot. Well, She's got a blue but, check but, mark. But she's however, however, her statement alone, I can't um, disagree with that much because she isn't posturing blame on anyone necessarily. She's just commenting. Also, it's condescending to call kids babies. Uh, no, I, well, I, I call. Like you're trying to sound what empathetic there? Like you sound like an idiot. What are you doing? Okay, what, I, is, what is Kendall doing? For I call kids? children noodles, peanuts, babies. I call them a lot of things. Um, yeah, like fuck. Like I, I will say, like fuck Kendall. I love Who knows? We, became, we became explicit because of a liberal. It's, yeah, that which was not is us. amazing. We the whole time Oopsie we were so doopsie. PG, and then you came in like I'm triggered, which is which is fair. I guess that's wow. It's almost like humans are dynamic. <laughs> it's almost like we're the same people. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I don't. I, don't. I live with a human who has lots of <clears throat> weapons. I don't. I don't appreciate the the willingness to just cast off any kind of responsibility on an individual and, and blame it on or something greater that we, we as individuals, we have to do what we have to do for our family, what we would do regardless of the economy. Here's the thing though. There's her no, tweet, her tweet though, what it is, is not casting blame. She's commenting. She's commenting. Sure. She's, she's saying the economy is... The econ- if the economy is so great, why The economy why is this good. So she's asking a question. So what is your answer, I, just, well, I guess? My answer is I think that it's one... You're asking a question that an... The, the question that you're asking has nothing to do with the economy. Yeah, it's not related. The, the, it's, it's unrelated. Okay, well, but you guys are... Good or bad economy, there's going stupid. to be people who, who I don't have know trouble feeding their children. 
whether that's due to some kind of a circumstance that be out, on beyond their control or it's due to them, that's going to exist okay. no matter well, what. Well, that, that's giving her some sort of an answer for that. You guys are assuming well, that she has certain thoughts, feelings, things behind it. Well, it's also... She like asked it. a question. What is the answer? What is her answer? What is she doing? Not really posing anything. She's a blue check mark, and she's a blue check mark. When I look through, it looks like she contributes to NBC News. She contributes to okay. Guardian. Well, oh, NPR. Shocker. That's there more context. Go. There you go. Then, then we can dive into that. Okay, but the, the 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 point is that she presents a problem, doesn't present any solution, but asks something completely unrelated, and it's not. It's just frustrating. People it look at something and say, oh, but the well, fir- but the first way to combat B her, seven. We, we it, doesn't can, make, it doesn't work. We can bitch about her. I I bitch about like, and, I think and that she's, she's worth asking, bitching about. I think that what she's, the, what sorry, she's asking, what she's asking is a good question. Don't direct it toward the economy. It has nothing to do with the fucking economy. Nothing. But the we, first we, thing to do is to answer a question. <laughs> you guys both answered it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I also think it's so a that's stupid it. question because so she's, that, so then after that, which is trying to go is for vent about ranks. how she's an idiot, exactly, right? That's, like that's, what what she's trying to do. Right. There, but there's a currency in likes, Laura. Right? I mean, Lauren, there's there's a currency in likes. Her name is not Laura. <sighs> Live law. We'll just stick with Live law. It's a lot easier. You can just call me Jude Law. But it's it's <laughs> it's the people that are, that are just doing this kind of thing just so they can get sure. Points. No. Oh, absolutely. And that's like, and. <laughs> And then we'll go to our second tweet. Let's, uh, I think we've beat that horse. Um, this one comes from our presidential um, <laughs> presidential in the running for the Democratic who will lose terribly in the next couple weeks. That is Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders, <laughs> Sanders also makes a very ridiculous tweet. You want to read it there, uh, Nathan? If this situation isn't a red flag for our current dysfunctional and wasteful healthcare system, frankly, I don't know what is. Has he looked... At the numbers from John Hopkins University, the comparing comparing country, you can just do a basic comparison of countries and, and and see how much better we're handling this. I'm not saying we're handling it perfectly, obviously, but looking at you, just look at the way Italy's handling it, or it's, I think Spain recently has, has had a huge, huge influx of issues over there, and it's not, it doesn't. Doesn't make any sense. The only thing we've done so far to make this better is to remove regulations. So for the candidate that's touting as many regulations as possible to say that our currently overregulated healthcare system is the problem when the fix so far has been to remove regulations, that that's just a stupid tweet. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's, he's not listening. Yeah, it which doesn't. is what he normally does. Yeah, uh, he's he's a the the debate the other night was probably the most eeriest creepiest mm. but also funniest debate I've that ever watched hilarious. in my life there's nobody in the audience and it's two old men bickering the empty about things that happened 40 years ago the audience that you're supposed to be targeting okay doesn't understand and doesn't remember anything you're talking about and they're and you're going back 40 listen you have to keep history relevant to the times and I'm not the biggest Joe Biden fan but Joe Biden believed in things 40 years ago, and he's allowed to change his fucking opinion. Well, you yeah. guys haven't spent enough time at a VFW at <laughs> last call, because this is something I'm very familiar with. Is that with. standard? Just an empty, that, empty yes. arena with a bunch of people fighting, old men fighting? Yeah, no. Um, I That's one of the most with, frustrating br- with things. With bright lights. One of the most frustrating things is when people get mad at a candidate for 
if it's over a week or two, that's sure. That's annoying when they just flip flop on a situation. When it's decades and they change what what their viewpoints are, like that's all of us. I would hope yeah. all of us have changed over the past several decades. That's that's a silly thing to get to get onto somebody for, in my opinion. Yeah, some of the things Trump said in the '80s were brilliant, and I wish he was that Trump today. Sometimes, <laughs> I think Elizabeth Warren used to be a Republican, and she used to make sense with her economics. So that's obviously changed as well. That's and I'd be exactly. a horrible politician for a lot of reasons. Well, what do you most think of, of all I mean, my history? But because I wouldn't be able to not nitpick over things during a debate. But what do you but think you about this. Bernie's tweet here? Like, is this this is once again showing not only his age? But his lackluster determination to not read before he touts off. He is worse than Trump when he tweets. I would like Nathan to reread that bit sure. in his full Bernie Sanders oh, sure. voice because he does a very good one. <clears throat> Do it. If this situation isn't a red flag for our current dysfunctional and wasteful healthcare system, frankly, I do not know what is. What are you talking about? <laughs> So yeah, he's just blaming yeah. this entire. I'm sure, it's going to be racist on the health <laughs> on the healthcare system that we have. Which he's like an unJew too. Like he's the biggest like communist person. Oh, yeah. He I, hangs out with people that like. I'm doing guy, a podcast with you guys, so I'm racist by proxy. Yes, that's yeah. true. But the, I, I mean, now this, this you're is the same guy that com- sympathizes with Hezbollah. By proxy. You're a Jew and you sympathize with Hezbollah. You are a communist. Like I, I just it's this laughable. guy. I. I not even because he, I lean more towards what he has going on, but you I have sympathy. I have sympathy for him, and also his heart condition. Joe Biden. No, <laughs> no, I don't have sympathy for a heart condition. You like him? I over have Biden? no heart. I have no, no. I have sympathy for him because he has been just in a whirlwind of trying to figure out what's happening, like pre 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 COVID. Who Bernie? Yes. How so? Um, him trying to out progressive mm. the other progressives. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's yeah. a good statement. Yeah, and we can get into yes, that. That's another. A, that's a frisk. That's another podcast. But for COVID nineteen. But for COVID nineteen, if you spun it right now, and Hillary lost to Bernie, she did. I, I believe full heartedly in two thousand sixteen, Bernie should have gotten the nomination. DNC. I think believe it was stolen from him. The delegates were never going to vote. The, the Democrats will never ever vote for a socialist. That's what. There's three people that are socialists in the Democratic Party. That's it. The rest of them want Biden all of a sudden because really, that's all they have to hang on to. They had four years to hang on to it. If if Bernie and Sanders, want- hold on. If Bernie F- Sanders faces Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders is the president right now, do you think he handles COVID nineteen any differently? That's fair. Yes, Bernie would not handle this any differently, any better. No. Uh, in fact, Trump just did the came out today with the with the spending bill and the he wanted to send checks to every and American, which like gang has got to be but pissed at him for that. He really him. wanted to be the one to send money to Americans. He's handling this fine. Do you think, as a liberal, as somebody that leans to the left, how do you think Trump is handling COVID nineteen? He's handling it just fine. None of us know how to handle this. Rocky at the beginning, right. None of us know how to handle All of it was rocky at the beginning. Yes. At the beginning, places weren't shutting down. At the beginning, schools weren't shutting down. At the beginning, we weren't social distancing. Yeah. None of us. Yeah, this A a week ago, St. Patrick's Day parade was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Well. Now we have 50 people or less at, like, 
none of us know how to handle this. Can't think of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think it's a good. I, I agree with you. I, He's I doing think, just fine. <laughs> I think I think it's. I think I I, uh, I agree with that statement. I think the president's doing a phenomenal job. I think he had a really rough start. I don't think he took it that seriously. Um, it's funny because like a lot of the leftist comedians and a lot of the leftist panelists are still making fun and making all this humor and all these jokes. But when Trump was not being serious about it, you know, no, yeah. oh, then it's, you know, it's, oh, God, Trump's terrible. You know, anytime we can make a jab at our president, you know, who well. is the people's choice by 63 million people. But, you know, aside from that, what I would say is that we, would, we do want to make a special thanks to all the first responders and medical personnel, mm-hmm. especially this week. I really want to thank all the truck drivers because these guys don't get to go home. These are the guys that are delivering all the services and all the TP for the TP wars. You all had to have, TP. but no, as you said, truck drivers, um, our, our deliveries are a little bit delayed, but they're, they're getting here and, uh, the, the stores are going to restock people like that to, to pretend that we just hit all of the stock of toilet paper and milk in uh, a week. It's not, that's not, how that's, it works. A, that's a good point, Nathan. When you go shopping, go shopping normally. Like, the reason why we're in a panic right now is because the way people are shopping. There was this fucktard idiot that was in Costco this weekend, and he bought 10 things of water. Okay? That's <laughs> 3,200. Your water's not going to shut off. Didn't the mayor, Lauren, was the mayor just uh, of St. Louis just made sure 60 days? The, the mayor of St. Louis, yes, um, on Tuesday. So I think it was the 10th. Lighter Cruisin? Yes, Lighter Cruisin. 60 days, your water will not be shut off for the next 60 days. So, yeah, don't don't buy. Wash your hands. Wash your hands with that water. Don't buy 10 cases of water from Costco. And wash stations downtown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think she's been doing pretty well too, which is something I don't think I've ever said before about our mayor. So that's. I don't like Lighter Cruisin a bit. She fails at like all the things. I have been very impressed with the way that Honestly, St. Louis yeah. City and no, they've County been, they've been doing and then well. Missouri has been handling things. Well, I'm glad you said that, Lauren, because in our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about other pandemics that have hit St. Louis, including the Spanish flu in 1918 and 1919. Spanish flu hit St. Louis with vigor and vileness. Um, but the good thing about what happened in Spanish flu is St. Louis recognized what was happening in Philadelphia and our death tolls were substantially lower than any other metropolitan city. It's an incredible story about the Spanish flu. We'll also have Amanda Ball Clark from the History Museum who's taken some time off, but she's not. She's going to talk to us about the cholera pandemic that hit St. Louis in 1849 or actually just recently they found a, surf- <laughs> a skull from that pandemic right in Central West End. Oh. Yep. So, join us next week on Poddemic STL. From all of us here, I'm Frankie Campbelletti, your host. Nathan Ernst. I'm Libla. Libla. We only have the next seven days to be together, so the bickering will be even better next episode. Oh, yes. We're getting warmed up. Stay tuned. Just getting warmed up. More best. Thanks, guys. We're getting warmed up. Bye, guys.